Hello and welcome to Forgotten Cello Music. This is episode 49 of the podcast. Italy in the 19th century. Overview and cellist Ferdinando Ronchini. In this episode, we'll only look at one cellist, Ferdinando Ronchini, the mazurka, an original composition, and a few movements from a suite composed by Henry Purcell and arranged for cello and piano by Ronchini, and that is the Suite Anglaise, or English Suite. Nothing can be found written about him. Only his first and last name are mentioned in the violoncello in its history, and that only in a list of honorable mentions at the end of the Italian section for the 19th century. I mean, IMSLP gives dates for 1865 to 1938, but there's no citation, so I really don't know where they got their information. Now, before going on, thank you. Really, thank you from the bottom of my heart. The listener, I can view in my dashboard the average number of active listeners, and it has gone down ever so slowly. And this is just incredible to me because I have been so irregular in uploading episodes. For one reason, it is these past six months have been rather unordinary, uh, especially with schedule. Despite all that, I'm, I'm really enthused. I'm encouraged that I've been seeing the listenership only decline slowly over time. It just it didn't ever drop off. At this time of recording, I am down to 17 active listeners, and at my highest point, I think maybe five or six months ago, I was up to 80 uh, active listeners. While the readings from the book of the, the violoncello and its history are interesting to me, and especially because my whole project is based on forgotten cello music, so I get a lot of uh, names and other pieces of music from there. It may only be interesting for the hyper-focused cello history person. I mean, this is probably not palatable for the majority of you because you're not hyper-focused on cello history or history for that matter. Um, but it's something that I have always been interested in. I love reading biographies about the cellists uh, that brought the cello up to its current state and uh, you know about the composers that wrote music for cello anyway you can rest assured I have no plans to upload such vast swaths of material from from the book anytime in the near future please keep listening your uh, your your listenership is really encouraging and reach out to me you can email me at traveling cello group at gmail.com you can leave a comment um, if you go directly to anchor.fm I think you can leave a voice message there as well and uh, of course you can find me on YouTube um, Instagram WordPress and LinkedIn you can leave messages there and I'll have the uh, links for those social media platforms as well in the description consider supporting this podcast and joining my other enthusiastic supporters. I have uh, some supporters who have even opted for the levels where they receive merchandise, and I have one example where a supporter sent me a picture 
of the mug that they received after three months of continuous subscription. And they were very excited about it. And boy, did that mug look good. Excellent, excellent looking stuff. Yeah, this is just a deep passion of mine, you know, to combine history and, and music together. As far as I can tell, there is no other channel on YouTube or any other social media platform uh, that focuses so closely, so consistently on forgotten cello music. While this is, may not be everyone's cup of tea, I think it's interesting from a historical perspective and more so at the, in the perspective or in view of what cellists were doing to bolster the repertoire of this emerging cello in the in the 1700s. If you prefer to get something physical in return, you know, like I said, there are some uh, supporters that go to my Patreon and they they subscribe and they have, one in particular showed me a picture of that mug. You can get merchandise in return for donating to this podcast. So go to my Patreon channel where I will have the link in the description. And I have currently three levels where merchandise is available to subscribers. You can get a sticker to put on your instrument case. You can get a mug to remind you of the interesting world of neglected cello music every time you take your hot drink in the morning. Or you can even get a shirt to broadcast that there's forgotten cello music to be played. You just have to search for it. And of course, if you prefer, you can simply donate, and uh, that would be welcome, of course. So go to my paypal.me forward slash traveling cello. It's really very similar to me busking out on the street and I have my cello case open and you toss in some coins or uh, some $1 bills or something like that. You just do it through PayPal. That was a long introduction and I think it was necessary because I have been relatively absent for the last three or four months. So I wanted to keep you up to date and bring you up to speed on what I'm doing, where I'm at, and, and what's what I'm working on. So here we are, episode 49, almost up to 50. This is a look at violoncello and its history. This is Italy in the 19th century. Overview of Italy and its cellists. It is very brief, four pages, including intro. Um, I'll, I'll do a little uh, mention. We have an introduction that deals with how the cello is, is going on after 100 years in Italy. He paints a rather bleak picture of the cello in Italy. It is seemingly not doing well, and a lot of the cellists are packing up and leaving town, or country in this case. Some of those cellists that all cellists will know and some musicians will, will know are Alfredo Piatti. All cellists know him because he wrote 12 uh, caprices that we have to learn, or at least a few of them. And then Gaetano Braga, we play a couple of pieces by him, but he wrote so much more. One interesting quote that I take from page 109 in the introduction, where Vasilevsky says of the cello in Italy, the most important epoch of Italian violoncello playing came to a close with Baccarini. Talk about shutting the door, slamming it in your face, right? Well, he's really 
not too far off the mark in my opinion because there's virtually nothing mm, that's that great now there's a lot of interesting stuff but almost all the cellists that wrote music of any significance were located outside of Italy now interestingly he quotes the musical German Almanac of 1783 this is also on page 109 and it contains the correspondence from an anonymous German artist that travels and observes music and musicians uh, saying how terrible a state cello was in there a veritable horror <laughs> the artist's message is ended after half a page with this damning quote instrumental music is at such a low ebb that it is almost beneath any criticism wow the last quote was from an anonymous artist but Vasilevsky also states that Louis Spohr, a violinist and composer from Germany, and Felix Mendelssohn, of course, the famous composer from Germany, both corroborated this account more than 40 years later on separate trips there. Okay, just to get a handle on the bleak outlook of recognizable names or the lack thereof, here's a list of eight cellists from Italy in the 1800s. Number one, Alfredo Piatti. Number two, Giulielmo Quarenghi. Number three, Alessandro Pezzi. Four, Gaetano Braga. Number five, Ronchini. Number six, Toscanini, the famous conductor. Number seven, Castagnoli. And number eight, Centola. Now on to Ronchini specifically. These are all just my observations. Um, there's there's nothing that I could find written about him as I stated already so here it goes some observations and just some facts about what he has listed in IMSLP Ronchini's name is only part of a list and not mentioned anywhere else it's not in uh, the 1919 version of Groves Dictionary of Music and Musicians it's not in Baker's Dictionary of Musicians. It's not even online that I could find. There's nothing on Wikipedia. There's nothing on any music website. So I don't know where they got their information, uh, but there you go. Here are some comments I have about his music and choice of the arrangements. His mazurka, which is from a set of miniatures. The mazurka is straightforward and uncomplicated, the melody is pleasant. Baker's Dictionary of Musical Terms describes a mazurka succinctly as a Polish national dance in triple time and moderate tempo with a variable accent on the third beat. Can you hear or feel the accent on the third beat? I'm asking you right now. I'm really asking you, can you feel it? I, I'm probably not the best person to perform a mazurka because even though I've heard mazurkas. I was never taught the mazurka. Um, I don't think I've ever performed a mazurka outside of this one you're hearing right now. So it, it's it's kind of a toss-up, but I think the the music is cute. It's it's nice. It's charming. Um, anyway, what do you think?
Ronchini also arranged music from the likes of Handel to Ravel. Uh, the arrangement that I found most intriguing and tantalizing to play here uh, is that of a Henry Purcell piece, a suite anglaise or an English suite. Ronchini arranged it for cello and piano, which he did for all the arrangements. So Purcell is obviously not Italian, he's English, but it was arranged by an Italian, and so I think it was a great excuse to play this interesting music. Moreover, when it comes to arrangements, these arrangements of, of other musicians' music, they're everywhere. The 19th century is full of arrangements. Uh, I mean, great composers did it, uh, unknown composers did it, i.e. Ronchini. I mean, there's, they're everywhere, so why not play them? I think they are fantastic. If music sounds good, play the music, regardless of who it was written for. I think, for this reason, I have an affinity to the 1800s selection of music. I, I think because, number one, they were so experimental. They, they broke with tradition starting in the 1800s. I mean, it's really obvious with Beethoven, of course. And everybody was beginning to break with tradition, with uh, form, with uh, chord progression, and what was deemed acceptable, I guess you could say. You can look at other composers, too. Uh, Liszt, Franz Liszt, did a million transcriptions. I mean... And they, they could go, you know, staying very true to the original score and just transcribing it for a different instrument, or they could be uh, highly ornamented or creatively altered to suit his idea of what he wanted to do. So, I mean, Beethoven did that, Bach even did that with other composers. Now, Ronchini's arrangement of the English Suite by Henry Purcell. This composition draws my attention for a couple of reasons. Um, I always love playing a good suite and a good arrangement, a good transcription. Uh, but Purcell, of course, was the composer of the opera Dido and Aeneas, which contains this, in my mind and most other people's mind, this stunning aria, When I Am Laid in Earth. It's just the most beautiful thing. Otherwise, the Sweet Anglaise is, it's really just beautiful music, and I like hearing it. So you'll hear two movements, the first movement, Sarabande, and the second movement, Corinne. He also wrote um, two hornpipes and and Well, that does it for this episode, episode 49. Thank you for bearing with me for the long introduction. Uh, like I said, it was necessary because I had been rather absent uh, and not regular in my uploads for so long. 
and I just wanted to keep you up to date and let you know. Please keep listening uh, to the podcast Forgotten Cello Music. Uh, once the summer is finished, I am, with a reasonable amount of certainty, I can say that I will be uploading more regularly. Certainly not with a month or two in between episodes. Hey, wow, episode 50 is coming up next. I am so happy that I finally will be reaching this milestone. 50 episodes. 100% of the episodes and the content thereof are produced by me, by Aaron. And it has just been an incredible journey this, this last, uh, since starting it two and a half years ago. It's taken longer and much more work than I had anticipated, but boy, I am finally here. So be sure to join me as I dive into a rather special episode. It will contain the music of a composer that is very special to me. And it's been living in my brain, in my heart, for a very long time. And finally, I have put forth the effort to play it. Who is that composer you're asking? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is Felix Mendelssohn. <gasps> now, what are you asking me? He's not a forgotten ch cello composer? Oh, yes, you are right. However, the piece of music titled Song Without Words, Opus 109, I think it can be placed into the neglected category. So while Mendelssohn is not neglected, this Song Without Words certainly is. It's very rarely performed and recorded a little more often than performed. Anyway, you can be looking forward to excerpts of the original as well as a debut of my arrangement for cello duet in full. I'm excited as all get out for episode 50, and I think you will be too, so please come back and listen to episode 50, and remember to play more forgotten cello music. Thank you.